Hola, mis amigos. I'm so happy you turned on my podcast today because I have a good word for you. And I'm just piggybacking off of last week's episode, which was titled Be Still and Know. It was a really good one, so I hope you enjoyed it. And I talk about in that one, that's kind of more the importance of pausing to listen and to be guided before we kind of seek everyone else's approval approval or everyone else's guidance in our life. And this week, kind of on that subject of the be still, I felt on my heart this importance of a rest. Do you rest? I've said in my other podcast that I once had someone ask me, is there a day where you do nothing? And I want to elaborate on that. So I was seeing a nutritionist, a holistic nutritionist, because I had horrible gut problems. What I loved about her was she was not about just like one quick fix. She really, she's the reason I became aware of my life and aware of what I was doing in my life. And one time she asked me, Julia, do you have a day where you do nothing? She was like, I mean, like, really do nothing. You don't even have an alarm set. You have no plans. You go with the flow and you see where your day takes you. I was like, no, I have never had that. I have a calendar that is marked. I write down literally wake up 6.30 a.m. From 7 to this time I do this and from blank to blank I do this then this time I get dinner with a friend like every day Monday through Sunday I am scheduled out completely I'm always having to check my calendar right and she expressed this importance of dedicating a day to do nothing dedicating a day to go with the flow of what time your body wakes up what you feel like doing We need to rest. We need to reset. We need to recharge. And a day of rest for me sometimes includes a little preparation for my week to come. It includes reflection. Rest. The four-letter word so many of us hate. Why? Why do we freaking hate this word? It makes us feel like we aren't productive, that we aren't reaching our goals. And remember, to reach your goals, you have to recharge. Let me say this louder for the people in the back. To reach your goals, you have to recharge too. Do you have a rest, relax, and recharge day? Not 10 minutes, not an hour, an entire day. In order to get the most effective workout in, your tank has to be fueled up and rested. Then you'll get more out of it. I love this saying that the most important day in any running program, if you're a runner, is rest. Rest days give your muscles time to recover recover so you can run again. Your muscles build in strength as you rest. 
in order to live out our purpose of helping others and spreading love, we have to fill our own cup first. Then we, we will naturally pour into others. Remember, when it comes to working out, if you have a day of chasing kids, of running errands, of walking your dog, doing grocery shopping, that is is movement. I think we get a little confused with our movement with our workouts and we really get confused that it needs to be seven out of seven days a week. I know people that work out three times a day and I know that their bodies are screaming at them please rest please give me a second to rest and digest their guts screaming at them I can't even digest my food right and when I think of this word rest which which personally comes to mind is the word. So in Hebrew, Shavat means, I probably said that wrong. Jewish people, let me know. <laughs> but which means Sabbath, which means to rest. In the Jewish tradition, it's observed throughout the year on the seventh day of the week, which is Saturday. And I think later in history, somehow that got changed to Sunday. And Christians have their Sabbath day on Sunday. And according to biblical tradition, it commemorates the original seventh day on which God rested after completing the creation. So what blows my mind and what I try to repeat to myself is if God rested, I need to rest. That is just, that answers the question that rest is a necessity. Freaking God rested. Why do I think I don't need rest? Why do I think I can go, go, go and empty my tank seven days a week and just grind, 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 go, see people? And even I'm saying not only the grind of working because I get on that grind, I get so into it, but also the grind of seeing people making plans, always having a full schedule, just like my nutritionist was saying to me, it's a day of doing nothing. Like we... We think rest is just resting from work, not working, right? But it's also resting from a plan, resting from doing and being and, and exerting your energy. So I think this is the coolest thing, so I have to share with you. But I also put a link to it in my show notes. So I did not grow up reading the Bible. I am not like a Bible guru whiz whatsoever. But I just think this is the coolest thing when I read it. So Genesis 1 is the first book of the Bible. So the first section of the Bible is called the creation of the world. What I think so cool about that is we wonder like, well, how did this all come to be? How did this come to happen? And I'm like, and then I read the first sentence of the Bible. I was like, oh my gosh, this is how, like sometimes we question like, well, why is the sky blue or, or how do we have seven days a week? And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's written down. So I want to read you some of it super quick. I also put a link so you can read it yourself. Literally, the first sentence of the Bible is, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good. And God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light 
day and the darkness he called night and there was evening and there was morning the first day and God said let there be an expanse in the midst of the waters and let it separate the waters from the waters and God made the expanse and separated the waters that were under the expanse from the waters that were above the expanse and it was so and God called the expanse heaven and there was evening and there was morning the second day. And God said, let the waters under the heavens be gathered together into one place. Let the dry land appear. And it was so. God called the dry land earth and the waters that were gathered together. He called seas and God saw that it was good. I love the the repetition. It was good. It was good. It was good. Right. And then it just continues. God said, let there the earth sprout vegetation and plants continues the third day. Let there be light in the expanse of the heavens to separate the day from the night. Let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and for years and let them be lights in the expanse of the heavens to give light upon the earth. Continues, let the waters swarm living creatures. Let there be birds. Let there be people. God saw that it was good and God blessed them saying be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters and the seeds and let the birds multiply on the earth god said let the earth bring forth living creatures livestock creeping things beasts of the earth according to their kind you guys gotta read this it's so interesting because i'm like oh my gosh it's written right here And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. Says, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. And God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. And boom, 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 just continues. And God saw everything that he made. And behold, it was very good. Mm, Pause there. It was very good. And there was evening and morning the sixth day. And this is the part I love. It says the seventh day God rests. Thus the heavens and earth were finished and all the host of them. On the seventh day God finished his work that he had done and he rested on the seventh day day from all his work he had done so God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because it God rested from all his work that he had done in creation and that is an English standard version there's like so many versions of the Bible so it's really cool to read and all the different versions and stuff but it all it's all similar in saying how God created heaven and earth and it just blows my mind after all that creating like wow that must have taken a lot for God to create all of that lots of energy it took six and it only took six days like wow God's amazing but On the seventh day, he rested and he enjoyed his creation. I love that God enjoyed his work. Is there a day where you reflect, where you enjoy your creations, where you enjoy God's creations in a culture that forces us to overwork? How can we practice Sabbath? How can we practice rest? When I 
studied abroad in Barcelona, it was like the first day and our teacher and the whole organizer of it all stood up. She's born and raised in Barcelona. And she said, okay, students, what is the biggest difference between here and America? And everyone's calling out all these differences they thought were, were, were wild and huge and big, just the classics. And she responded, the biggest difference between here and in America is in America, you live your life to work. And here, we work to live. Even when I go to Europe, that's where my brother lives. He lives in Italy. And it's like so refreshing. You, you really see this sense of enjoying life of enjoying each other dinners there are like six hours long but it's because they drink and they eat and they laugh and they talk and they enjoy their family time whereas we're like okay let me go to dinner let me pay right away and oh my gosh the waiter's taking forever oops I just hit my microphone (laughs) my arms are wild but like in Europe you have to track down the waiter waitress you're like hello I need to pay, right? Whereas here, a waiter can't get to your table fast enough, you know? And I just love that saying of like, maybe a moment of reflection for you is, am I living my life to work? Are you working too much? Are you overworked? And I realize that there are some very demanding jobs. And I just think it's very important to set boundaries in those jobs to, from the beginning, There is that day of the week where your phone's turned off. That's a boundary you have and everyone knows it. You don't work on that day. You're not checking your email. So back to how in this culture of work, grind, hustle, go, can we practice rest? And there's an article written by Tim Keller and he talks about some different ways you can Sabbath. One which goes with all of this, is make sure time is completely unplanned. This means having a day in which you can do whatever comes into your mind and heart to do at the moment. It is like the Sabbath year in which the land was given rest. It was not planted with anything and you could eat whatever happened to grow from it. That's in Leviticus. We need this kind of complete cessation from activity occasionally. Or even our supposed time off will just be another form of tiring exertion. Second, so that's one. There's six. Two, take some avocational time. An avocation is something that is pleasurable for you, but that takes some skill and expertise. Usually it is something that others do for a living. This could be a sport. But it also could be anything from carpentry to music. This is somewhat analogous to planting a different crop in a field one year in order to replenish nutrients and make the land more fertile for its ordinary produce. Number three, take some contemplative time. The Bible requires that we observe the Sabbath day with gathered worship, but that is not all we should do. Prayer, solitude, journaling, reading, and reflection are all crucial ways that we replenish our inward resting. 
Hebrews 4, 1-10 draws a remarkable analogy between the gospel of free grace and the Sabbath. The writer says, There remains then a rest for the people of God, for anyone who enters God's rest also rests from his own work, just as God rested from his. Tim continues, When we find salvation through Christ and grace, we rest from the most debilitating work of all, the work of establishing our own worth through our efforts, the work of earning our own salvation. Number, what number one? We did one, we did two, we did three. Number four, take some aesthetic time. Ooh, I love this. The Genesis account indicates that God rested from his work, at least partly in order to enjoy his through creation. Throughout Genesis 1, we see God viewing all that he has made and simply saying, it is good, it is good. We also need to take time simply to enjoy the beauty of God's world. The main thing to do with beautiful landscapes or great music or some other form of the arts is to take it in and say that it is good. This refreshes and energizes in new unique ways that other form of resting do not. I love that. Just to repeat, it is good. It is good. Repeat that positive phrase. It is good. It is good. I love Ed Milet. Totally listen to his podcast. It's amazing. If you're not subscribed to my monthly newsletter, you need to subscribe because I always send out my favorite books, my podcasts, clothing that I love, products, all the things. But I love in one of Ed Milet's podcasts, he talks about his mother-in-law and that she just loves God and how she's always just like, it's just kind of who she is and that she walks outside. She's like, mm, my body is healthy. Thank you, God. She walks outside. She sees the butterflies. Oh, it is good. Like just having that smiling, that positive spirit of just saying out loud, it is good. Do you see the trees? They're so beautiful. It is good. Do you see the butterflies? Mm, it is good. Like I just love that. Okay. Number five, take time to nurture relationships. This is time with your family and friends, time set aside to pay full attention to the most important people in your life. Again, we see that this kind of time replenishes and nourishes you in ways that others can not. We are relational creatures made in God's image. Even strong introverts need both the affirmation and sense of being known that comes from close bonds and relational ties. This is something I personally want to try to work on even more than I do because Forrest and I's life is so full and I've been trying to use the word full instead of busy because busy sounds really negative and full sounds positive. Like God has blessed us with, with work that is flourishing with all my private clients and all this. So life's really full. But I also, even Forrest said the other day, oh, I just haven't had the time with even my friends and you that I wish I could have. And every Thursday we have a date night and it's on the calendar and it's time dedicated to not be on our phones and be with each other and reflect and ask good questions and connect. And I love that time Thursday, but it's also like, mm, we need the Sabbath day where we can have time to nurture relationships. And that really like, I don't know, when I ask myself the question, like what matters most, usually it comes down to love family and friendships like those are the things that matter most not the job not the career not the work 
it's moments with those people. It's hugging my loved ones. It's talking to them. So just need to make that time, you know, to really nourish those relationships. And it's funny, every time Forrest and I drive to his parents' house in Georgetown, South Carolina, and they live on the marsh, and it's so peaceful. And every morning when I'm there, my mother-in-law, Deborah and I will just have tea on the porch and coffee and just talk. We'll do some yoga. And I always leave feeling refreshed, just feeling nourished again. It's really special. Okay. And our sixth one given to us by Tim Keller is inject Sabbath into your work. Inject rest into your work. Well, that's an interesting one. He says some people are so given to overwork that even regular time off doesn't seem to keep them from being totally exhausted by the intensity of their work week. Associated with the Sabbath laws were the gleaning laws in which the owners of fields were not allowed to harvest out to the edges of their fields. They had to leave a percentage of grain in the field for the poor to come and take. Some people have used this as an inspiration for deliberately setting fewer goals for themselves in a given day and week, not harvesting out to the edges, not trying to squeeze productivity out of every single second of every day. I love that so much because as I told you, I plan my day down to the hour, which is helpful because if a thought comes to my mind of, oh, I need to do this, I'm like, oh, well, I already planned Thursday at noon that I'm doing that. So it's really helpful. But I love how it says not to harvest out to the edges. Don't plan your days during the week such to a T that there's not that it's too much, that you have so much in your week, you can't even do it, that everything's rolling on to the next day and before you know it, you need an eighth day of the week, right? Tim finishes by saying, these forms of Sabbath do not need to be practiced in a wooden way with exactly the same amount of time for each, but none of these forms should be completely missing from your life. Take stock, honor the Sabbath. God has given it to us as a gift as well as a command, and it should be received and enjoyed. Rest, sleep, let your mind have the dreams that she desires, and let your body have the peace that she deserves. Maybe you're like me and you really struggle to rest. This week, it is Sunday. Do this now if you're listening on Sunday. But maybe you dedicate your Sunday to re-listen and then do this. Schedule time to rest. Whether that's 10 minutes to sit outside and take some deep breath. That's an awesome place to start. Be still and know. Take that 10 minutes. Or maybe it's scheduled time to get out of bed early and rest during the week. These are all great places to start. And then maybe you're able to evolve into a full day of rest. An unplanned day where you wake up and you see where it takes you. For me... I am actively trying to make this our Sundays. I really love to spend my Sunday off of technology. I've had some Sundays where I leave my phone at my house and I don't touch it until maybe checking it Sunday night, but even setting my alarm, I'm ready to go Monday morning. 
I want to keep doing that because I really love to do that. I love to spend my Sunday going to church with my family and my friends. I also love to move my body in a peaceful or awakening way, like walking outside, dancing, paddleboarding, or just some light yoga. Then another thing I like to do is to spend my evenings in preparation. So this is on Sunday for the week. I love to meal prep. I love to do that because I feel prepared for my week. I meal prep snacks. I cut my cucumbers. I cut my bell peppers because when I do that, then during the week when I need a snack, I don't go for the chocolate or this. I'm like, oh, let me grab a cucumber. Here's a quick little hack. I'm glad you're listening. This is for my listeners. Cut a cucumber, put a little lemon or lime on it, and then you need to get tahine. I'm going to link it in this just for you. T-A-J-I-N seasoning. Sprinkle it on top. It is the best snack. Shout out to the Chida's family for telling me that. (laughs) Okay, so little snack that sets you up for success. And then I also love to write out my calendar and check my schedule for the week ahead. Now for me, this is nice to do Sunday nights because my week gets started early Monday morning, 6.30 a.m actually 5 30 but anywho maybe this you have like oh my Monday mornings are usually free I need to make that my plan time like or Friday night like the day can be different but having a time of preparation has really helped ease any stress because it's like oh I've already written out my to-do I know what's coming I know what's coming in the week ahead I can see it on my calendar I also will write in my movement each day six days out of seven days a week I try to move I write in my workout I schedule it in I call it making an appointment with yourself just as you have an appointment for a doctor's office and you're not going to miss it make an appointment with yourself and don't miss it I also write in when I can have my quiet time, my be still in no time with God. Now I've I've made it such a ritual that no matter what, I wake up an hour early every day. I'm very disciplined. And in the morning, I make that my time before I do anything else. Before my brain gets filled with Instagram or distractions, my brain gets filled with goodness. It is good. There's so much out there that we can't control. Most of that is what brings us stress and worry. We can't control other people. We can't control what other people are going to do or say or their actions. We can't control the weather. We can't control our past or the future. But we can control one how we use our precious time. Having a rhythm each morning can help us feel more in routine and control our precious time, having our Sabbath, our rest. We can also control our energy. It starts with filling up. So take that peaceful time each day. How do you want to influence a room when you walk walk in, light or dark? Your choice. Three, Our attitude, we can't control other people's words or actions, but we can control how we respond and how we move forward. Here's your reminder to walk in love and walk in the way of love just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. 
Paul the Apostle writes that while he's in prison. And Lori DeShane writes, life is all about balance. You don't always need to be getting stuff done. Sometimes it's perfectly okay and absolutely necessary to shut down, kick back, and do nothing. In case anyone hasn't told you this lately, I have been nudged by God to remind you that you are doing so much and you are doing enough and you're doing a great job. Take a deep breath in and a big exhale. You are doing enough. Relax. If God, who created all of this, can rest, we can too. And not only just rest, but enjoy, smile, laugh. It is good. It is good. It is good. You are good. I love you. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope there's some practical tips in here too that maybe you could start putting into place. And even saying that, that's something to do. We don't need to do. Just rest, my sweet friend. Just rest. <laughs>